Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. So yeah, I've officially reached uh, my limit. Um, so you you've known me for a good while now, like uh, long enough for you to know that when it comes to a technical problem, anything computer related, like I will figure it out, right? Like we've we've, I mean we we started the podcast when I was on a hot spot in a on a farm basically. So like we we figure we figure it out. Right, like you, you could say there's been some moments where you've been at least decently impressed with my cri- critical thinking in those moments. Would you, would you give me that credit? Yes, except for that one time, it took like an hour. But okay, I'm sorry, it took an hour. Did I fix it? Yes, that's right. As I typically always fix it, at least I try. Um, <laughs> so we, two fans, if you don't know, like I. I do a lot of real estate work and we started kind of like a marketing effort over there called proper offer. You can look it up on Instagram. It's a great resource. Um, and I have my camera that I use for the podcast here. And I also, I got for when I, I bought myself when I graduated college, nice camera. It's about a thousand bucks in total. That's, I mean, round, round up roughly, you know, a thousand bucks. And we do interviews through this real estate deal. Um, and they're obviously interviews, videotaped, microphones, things like that. So kind of a lot of stuff like comes over from the podcast, just like lessons learned. Uh, we were standing there, David, on Friday. This is where now, you know, they're, they're clued in on the, on the background. Um, and some, some guy, we do it in my partner's office, his corporate office. It's a nice setting, you know, good backgrounds, that kind of thing, quiet. Uh, and I'm standing there on Friday and I'm kind of, I'm cleaning something that we use because the, the table reflects in the video. So I'm cleaning something right there, like making sure it looks good. And my partner Mason and, uh, this guy that works there, he must be some like maintenance management kind of guy. He's not a janitor by any means. He's kind of like one of these guys. It's like it support help kind of a glue guy that keeps everything rolling. Like when there's something wrong, he kind of fixes it. Uh, and we're talking about like, you know, the, this, these people we're bringing in to interview and he's like, Oh, y'all do an interview series. It's like, yeah, we've been doing this since like, we started it in June of last year. <laughs> like We've been doing this like eight, nine months. Um, he was like, Oh, you know, uh, marketing has all this like, you know, camera equipment and stuff down in the storage locker. And I literally look at Mason after spending like hundreds of dollars on just shit that was so minuscule, like little lights or like a cord or like, you know, this kind of bullshit that you just need because you, it's like, it's a one of one kind of thing. Like not everything's USB-C lightning cable. You need like a specific bullshit cord. And I just look at him. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) I'm standing there right in front of this suit. And I say that, and we had like 15 or 20 minutes until the people arrive. We haven't really set up. Like, I mean, I've, we're pretty set up, but I need to put the camera together. I literally look at the guy. I'm like, take me to the equipment. Like, I, I need to see this equipment. And I will tell you right now, David, I left that building calling my, uh, I, I guess I can call my right-hand man, my like videographer, video producer, marketing, like partner side. And I was like, hey, man, 
I'm gonna be honest. I need you to come in to the shop next time when we shoot an interview, and I need you to show me how to use this equipment because I have no earthly idea how to use this stuff. This camera, bro, he pulled out is a six thousand dollar Canon camera. It shoots in four K. It is like my camera base is like if you imagine a DSLR. Let's say it's the size of like a like a five gum wrapper. Let's say those big like square like rectangular five things that come with like 30 pieces, like a five gum thing. I'm trying to describe the best I can. This camera box was like a DVR, like a, like a, like a uh, cassette tape size. Like this shit was huge. It had so many fucking buttons on it, dude. I had no idea. They're all different colors, different levers. And I'm looking at it like, man, my grandpa was a photographer for fun. And like, you know, part-time like hobby. My mom, is a photographer kind of same deal and so am i like it is something that's been in my family and i looked at this camera like it was alien tech like i'm like dude i have no idea how to use this stuff so i have finally reached my limit when it comes to tech where i'm like i i was doing a little bit of research on it um two fans i'll tell you it's i don't know the exact model but i'm pretty sure it's this one it's the canon 4k eos c70 and right now it's fifty five hundred dollars. David, look at this shit, bro. Let me just share this with you. Like, have a moment here. Look at the amount of buttons on the side here. All these different buttons, dude. And you got the other side. All these buttons here. It's got like a special battery. It's got. Oh, I keep zooming in. I don't small. mean to do. Pretty small. Yeah, I So mine like little... cuts off like right at this little indent right here. I expected a little over over the. Oh no 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 no. Hey. We have, so that's, that's the that's thank you. That's a good clarification. Yeah. So it's not one of the ones that you put on your shoulder. You see like the NBA guys have. No, it's a what they call DSLR, which is like these box like sort of cameras that you attach lenses to. So it's called the the style or the I guess the style is the best word is called DSLR, and this is like a top of the line like 4K dslr camera it's i was like i was hey i was really excited and happy that we we came across this discovery when we did because the natural progression of our product has increased and this is like a big step in a in a good direction but i was also pissed at my partner partner mason because i'm like bro how how have you not vocalized this to literally everybody in the building the last eight months that this is what we do and this should like this is it's just one of those things it's like it looks re you look really good as like a quote like employee like you're like working hard quote unquote like it's a good thing you're thinking outside the box like i would think you would spread it i've shared it with like literally everybody because it's just like one of those things and i was just kind of pissed like damn bro missed out on this like i mean with the lens intact it's probably like a i mean six to seven thousand dollar camera i mean it's 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 easily probably 10 times worth the value of it is 10x probably the one we were using roughly so it's a it's a big step up but yeah i'm not i'm not gonna be i was on the phone with him earlier like bro i know this is how we structured this but i honestly don't know how to operate this camera and you know i hate to have you come in and do this but i don't think i'm gonna learn how to use it i'm gonna i'm gonna have him try and teach me but bro that that is you reach a certain thing bro like everything right like you just reach a certain level like even in sports i feel like i was thinking about like snowboarding because i went snowboarding kind of recently it's a good analogy i guess like you can you can carve down a mountain on a snowboard but once you start 
like jumping and like doing switches or you start doing 360s things like there's levels there's like tiers to it right it's like knowledge of anything like basketball you can dribble through your legs but can you dribble back through your legs and like hezzy step and or like you know do all kinds of different movements it's like there's levels to this and this is i've reached the level that i will never or I at least have no desire to achieve, which is operating <laughs> one of these stupid cameras. <laughs> I just need the button. Just click play, dude. Just record. That's all I need. <laughs> I would have just been mad about, you know, there's all this equipment and stuff, and I blew money on uh, what? <laughs> yeah, bro. I bought lights, and there's like six lights in there. There's all kinds of stands. They've got a fucking teleprompter in there. Like, that's the first thing I saw. I was like, there's a teleprompter in here? Like, and I'm started thinking, like, how can I use a teleprompter? This would be kind of cool if we, like, had a teleprompter. <laughs> but there's no reason for us to have a teleprompter whatsoever. It's like, read this, please. <laughs> no, we would we would not do that. But, yeah, they had, like, the full, like, corporate PR budget on it. It was it was a lot of nice equipment, dude. Like, like a corner of, a, like, a room, like, boxes of, like, equipment, different lenses and filters and batteries and all kinds of crap dude it's crazy multiple yeah. sets of cameras too keep in mind it's not just one jeez yeah dude so jeez. it was i was like a kid in a candy store and i was talking to my guy uh marshall is his name and i was like yeah dude i'd i'd love to have you come up here he's like i'm i'm already down and i'm like a kid in a candy store i just want to pick through it all I'm like thank god i'm not the only one i like that kind of stuff but i've reached my depth bro i will not be i will not be going any further there's not a technical issue I want to solve, and I will not know how to solve. That camera yeah, goes out mid mid interview. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh, I mean, I just don't know how to operate cameras in general. So, I saw all the buttons on there, and I was just like, "Yeah, no, I I know how to operate." Um, Let's see what is, what is a disposable camera? Just one button. This is just like a little Kodak disposable camera. Yep. One and done, baby. Yeah, dude, but... it's, it's stupid. How many like? I mean, they've. So it's also like you can plug the mic into it and crap. I'm excited, but clearly this is what I was just talking about. Um, not because we have not too much going on in the sports world besides, I mean, the tournaments wrapping up. Did you have anything before we jump into some sports? Because, I mean, um, it's being a Mason. In the process of hopefully soon starting to close on this house. Nice. Um, yeah, me and I finally like cracked down on the financials and whatnot. And like, okay, this is how much we're actually allotted to spend and whatnot. And uh, oh, you actually you formed a budget. Y'all didn't have a budget before. I love that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm shocked you made it this far without a budget. That's impressive. Um, honestly, yeah. Now that I think about it, me too. But I, I mean, it just now that we're preparing to hopefully, you know, soon get the house in the summer. It, you you got to crack down a little bit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know. It, it's just we we just got to crack down and it's funny because like when i actually sift through our expenses it's not like we spend like big chunks of money i was like the problem is we just like buy a bunch of little things between us two that we you probably eat out a lot 
a decent amount, but like on average, um, not as much as like the percentage of of um the money, I guess, leftover money that we're allotted or I guess the money after all the bills for the month. I thought it would take up more, but on average it really doesn't. It probably only takes up like let's see. I gotta do math again. Oh geez, here we go. He's doing like, math on the fly. A little less than twenty percent of the budget. I just asked because that was like when I first did my budget coming out of college. My mentor said, "Like, do you eat out a lot?" And I, I don't like very abnormally. I, I, I now I do more often, but back then it was like seriously like once every two weeks. Like I would go get Whataburger or whatever, just because like I, I would crave it every once in a while. Um, and he mentioned yeah. that's like the that's like the number one thing, the easiest thing at least to like cut down. That and obviously like subscriptions. Like that's something I recently have kind of gotten wild with. I've got like I'd be curious. And I know there's those companies that offer like if you they go into your bank accounts and stuff and like organize all your subscriptions. I don't really want that, but I'm curious how many I have. I've probably got at least like 12 pedaling right now that are just every month, no matter what, coming in, mm-hmm. which is if you think about it like there's I the problem I think that people run into are the ones that they forget about. And I'm confident in saying I know most, if not all the ones I'm subscribed to, like. Same here. I, I know all the ones that I'm subscribed to. And if anything on my, like, I have this, uh, like, to-do list kind of app. And um, if I ever start a subscription, like a free trial or something, the first thing I do is look at the date when it charges. And yeah. I go on my to-do and mark, like, a day or two beforehand be like, cancel blank like whatever it is cancel it before you get charged so i've been pretty good about keeping up with like the free trials and everything because i know it's anything of like all right cancel this cancel that i mean i really feel like subscriptions i'm I'm pretty basic dude and you got the netflix yeah Um, i've got i mean that's the thing is like that's like you're like normal in that way i've got like a couple social media manager like like sort of different like insider things or like automatic poster posts like obviously all the different video or photo editor subscriptions like and problem i run into is like i'll swap a lot of them in and out like i'll try different software for this and i'll forget to cancel the other one so i'll get double charged and like and then is it really worth sitting on the phone for 30 minutes for 40 dollars like you know what I mean? Like, that's just for me, it's like, I'm uh, not, not really know. So I just move on. And so that's the hardest part is keeping that organized, especially when you're swapping it. But you're right. If you're doing Netflix and like a video game or like, I don't know, whatever else, um, dog food from Amazon. Like, I don't, those are the things I don't do. Like anything consumable, I don't do any of the Amazon subscribe and save, bro. I cannot do that. I can't have Amazon pulling money out of my account every month. Like I already do enough Amazon shopping. I can't have them doing it for me. We, 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 for our dog food, we do chewy, like the auto. Have you done the price comparison? Is it really worth it from there? I mean, for what do you mean? Like chewy to Amazon? I really haven't. Um, it's just, we've just had it for so long now. Just, I think we kind of have it properly timed now too, where it actually delivers when 
you know, they're the girls are about to run out of food and whatnot. That's fair, yeah. Oh, it's convenient. And yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Um, and if anything, we just kind of it's easy to push it back like, oh, no, I want it. I don't need it for another week. So wait a week and stuff Yeah. like that. But ultimately, yeah, we finally got down to budgeting. And it's kind of funny because um, we started today. And problem is Mia's birthday is on Thursday. And I'm just like, really? We decided to start budgeting like and your birthday is a couple days away. I I just feel like that's just how am I? How? Good luck, brother. Good luck. Yeah. How? How? Sway. Sway. How? Sway, how? Sway. That's But funny. yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I I've honestly never budgeted in my life. Not necessarily like intentionally, How do you feel but about it? Do you feel restricted? Do you feel like uncomfortable? I kind of I kind of take it as a challenge. Like, Oh, what is the okay. me personally? How long can I go without just just spending money? Like, I don't want to spend. Like, it kind of I'm kind of turning my brain to like I don't want to spend any money. Yeah. I'm very much that way. It's kind of, it's weird because I'm like, I consider myself very stingy. Um, and here's a perfect example is like, so this past month we obviously had the rodeo like run through and I was pretty busy. I, I was up on the grounds for 16 out of the 20 days. 19 of those days are in March. I'm in sales. I have to hit numbers by the end of the month. I hit my sales goal on the second to last day of the month. I was very, very proud of myself. Did not expect to do it whatsoever because most of the day, like most of the first half of the month, I was only available like three, four hours of the day truly to like sit down and work. So it's it was tough, but I, I treated myself. I went and bought a pair of sunglasses. It is a $100 pair of sunglasses. And I walked into Warby Parker last year, April 2nd. I checked the photo, April 2nd, 2022. And I took a photo of them. They're $100. Sunglasses. They're $95. Like, they're, it's like, they're nothing. They're not like $400 or, you know, I'm not going to buy a pair of Jordans or like whatever. It's like $100 pair of sunglasses. I went back into that store April 1st, 2023 and felt I deserved those sunglasses and bought them a year later. Like, that's how stingy I am with myself is I will wait. an incredibly long amount of time until either I feel like I deserve it or it's like, I need it. Like I have to like another perfect example is like, I just took my golf clubs in to get regripped. I literally had the same grips on my golf clubs from when my dad bought them in 2007. Like I literally just, and they were so slick. I would like basically spit on my hands to get like some grip on the clubs. Like I just didn't take them in mainly because of laziness, but also because it's like, that's just how I kind of am. So I feel you when it's like a challenge. It's like sometimes I'll think like I'll come out of a weekend. I'll spend, you know, I'll eat three meals out that weekend. That's a lot for me on a weekend. Like that's, you know, that's you nine meals basically in a weekend. You 33% eating out. That's a lot for me. And I'll say, okay, can I go the whole week without eating out? Like, can I buy groceries Monday and go the whole week without spending any money? Like whatsoever. Can I do it? And sometimes I, I mean, I'll go out with like clients or whatever, but I feel you on that. It is kind of a fun challenge once you change your mind that way. Yeah, it's just, I'm just trying to carry the team, you know what I mean? I'm trying to be a good, I'm trying to be a good, good player, team player, you know? But um, it's funny that uh, when you mentioned go your golf clubs right now, it reminded me of, uh, 
don't know if you saw it. I sent it to you on Twitter, but uh, there was a clip of like Yuli Gurriel just swinging his shoes off and like losing the bat because of this this disgusting pitch. And I see our boy Pablo, and the caption mentioned something about you know nothing is harder than trying to hit a baseball. Blah blah blah. And your boy Pablo, our boy Pablo, I saw him comment, like, try hitting 120 mile, mile per, per hour, hour tennis serve, ball, serve. professional yeah. tennis serve. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, great. Here we go. Uh, average men's professional tennis serve is around 120 miles per hour. And there is a hell of a lot more room where they can put the ball, considering the above hitting an MLB pitcher's ball is a lot uh, easier. That's what he's saying. I don't disagree with him. Like, I think people think I hate on baseball players or like their skill. Um, I certainly don't. Like, if you've ever, I mean, I grew up with a guy who played D one college baseball. It's not the pros, but I mean, it's it's pretty. I mean, you get you get a taste of what like a 95, 97 mile per hour fastball like looks like in person. Like to stand next to it, not to stand in the bat- batter's box. I've never done that. But to be around it, like I've got a pretty good idea of like how difficult it is to make contact with that and how much practice it takes. But that being said, the argument tennis has is the ball travels much faster and you have to move. Like you have to physically resp- you or like you have to physically move in order to get in a position to actually hit the ball. Like baseball travels in the smaller box, you don't have to move and that's, I mean, and it's slower than 120 miles an hour. Nobody's pitched 120 miles an hour. So, like, it's, that's, that's, I mean, it's not a bad argument. I, I don't know if I would make it. It's just kind of <laughs> like the same thing as golf. I, 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 first of all, when it says 120 miles per hour, that's legit. Is that, is that, cause obviously it hits the ground, cause you got to bounce it. Hits the ground. Yeah, no, he's, he's right does on the mark. Sl- does it slow down after it hits the ground? Yeah, absolutely, it slows down. Hmm. But they clock. But they clock it. I think where they clock it is it's coming over the net. That's that's that what I that's what I was getting. Okay, at. but it's not going to lose twenty miles per hour in the span of you know eight feet. Come on, it's not a fucking breaking ball. <laughs> It's not like gonna just slow up like that. So I mean, it's not a bad argument, but the baseball people are like, I love the baseball people because they're so American, and like the golf and tennis, it's more international than just it's not America. Like, and it's not an insult. Like baseball is ridiculously difficult. Like it is, I think technically probably the most difficult professional sport like in america american professional sports probably technically wise like you have to have all the right um fundamentals in place what spit it out i said all the right fundamentals like like i'm saying the technical aspect of it oh you're saying baseball yes baseball oh i thought you were like going to announce which one which no 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 baseball i think of all the american sports professional sports is the most technical. You have to have your fa- fundamentals concretely in place in order to like even make contact with the baseball, right? Like you to get the ball around quick enough to like absolutely. That's that's incredibly difficult. I don't think it's an insult to say that like golf or tennis. There's an argument that 
it's equally as difficult, if not more difficult. Like that's not that's not a, a diss. Like it's probably the most difficult American sport, if that helps. Don't you think? I mean, because of all the like different little fundamentals that go into it. I'm going to die on my hill. I'm going to stand on my hill and die on my hill. And yes, okay, the tennis ball goes 120 miles per hour, which is faster than what a baseball could go. Okay. And you have to quote unquote move. But it's funny. <laughs> you you quote got, unquote, you have to move. You absolutely I mean, sometimes, have to move. sometimes. You just move a couple steps left, a couple steps right. I, I mean, I pretty much for the most part, I mean, I don't watch any tennis, so I'm just going to go off the cuff here. <laughs> I, played I mean, I've, se- I've, se- I've seen, I've seen, plenty of serves that been returned you know okay. like percentage wise i mean just saying like i said off the cuff i don't know i've never watched tennis like actually sat there and watched tennis before in my life there's a great documentary but, on netflix about the about the guys who came up in tennis i think marty fish was his name and one other guy but yeah you should watch that it's really it's really good it's one of the it's one of the uh not 30 for 30s but one of the other ones um the netflix ones that they yeah, call yeah, it i get you yeah you should look um, it up it's good but the thing one of the things you mentioned earlier breaking ball that's where the differentials come in this is not just you know it, it's it's one thing if like you're just getting in baseball you're just getting 98 mile an hour fastballs every time sure because that's different and that's where the comparison of tennis comes in but where the argument on the tennis side breaks is okay, you're getting three straight 98 mile an hour fastballs, then you get a 72 mile an hour breaking ball that just kind of like freaking just falls from thin air. Yeah. Trying to hit that. And it's just like, mm. plus, I am going to say baseball needs the international respect it deserves. It, it, I think it gets what it deserves. My fellow people aren't out here grab assing for nothing. Oh, yeah. Or slap slapping whatever the key and peel. And I like to uh-huh. catch baseball and slap ass. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you're about, but I'm learning this now. Good. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're. I think you're right in what you're saying. Like. You know, there is a variation in pitches, but it's we're literally comparing like moon rocks to apples, basically. Like it's it's because in tennis you have the backhand and the forehand, and then you can obviously influence the spin on the ball or influence the speed of the ball and how it's hit, and you can influence the position of where it's hit on the court. And so if you see your opponent moving a certain direction and his energy's moving that way, you hit put it on the opposite side and it's a quick one. Then yeah, but oh, if he's falling backwards because he's chasing one there, you can pop it up and put it like dribble right in front of the net. I mean, I'm not a tennis tennis expert. I don't watch it all the time, but I was I've been around it enough to know that it's. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not one dimensional, and none of the sports are really one dimensional. But I I think there's an argument for it to be like you know more difficult. I just think that there's never going to be a way to determine it. <laughs> I think too, what doesn't get enough respect. Everybody keeps talking about how hard it is to hit a baseball. How about how hard it is to pitch a baseball? That might be harder than actually hitting the baseball. Cause like, it's very true. Yeah. Hey, I try to pitch in little league, bro. 
hey man when you're actually on that mound that like that strike zone is like minute minuscule yeah. like it's just miniature bro yeah. like <laughs> i pitched did you know that i was a pitcher oh really yeah oh, really? i played i played pitcher in third base when i was in middle school and then i was done <laughs> i was scared of the ball i didn't like i didn't like people throwing at me and i had to like, i didn't like it i was not a fan of that <laughs> and, and to think that there's people out here that can throw 98 miles an hour on like just on the corners hitting the corners yeah when it's like in reality you know on tv you see the corners you know you see the box so you think oh okay like you don't see that in real life no. bro and then the mound is so far away like it's just like how i, I just don't understand <laughs> i don't get it so i think everybody always talks about hitting but i think pitching it's a gift, dude. It's one hundred percent gift. And uh, uh, I don't know if you watched any baseball since uh the season started, but that pitch clock is—it's a game changer, dude. Oh, it's phenomenal, dude. It's—it's—it's it's, it's literally brought me into baseball. Yes, like the, it's just action. It's straight action, bro. It's not none of the none of the BS. None of the. There is something know. ESPN or Bleacher Report, one of the major outlets put out on Twitter that compared one at-bat last year to an inning, inning and a half this year. And I think it was equivalent. It was, or sorry, one pitch. It was mm-hmm. one pitch in comparison to what was equated oh, as five man. pitches. It was half, it was half an inning. Yeah. It was, it was three pitches in and out. And then two, and that was that was it. Like two other uh, um, strikes, and that was it. In comparison to one pitch last year, because the guy kept like fucking around with his hat or his hair or whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, is there any reason for us to feel bad for anybody in this situation, or should like everybody be pretty happy with this? I feel like as a fan, I'm 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 excited. <laughs> like it's it's nice to watch baseball again. It's not a waste of time. I I stroll through some comments sometimes when I see anything relating to the pitch clock topic and it seems like there's still a lot of old heads that are mm. like, eh, I don't like it meh, meh, meh. if if you like it like this then you really weren't a fan of baseball meh, meh, meh. and I'm just <sighs> like dude come Love on dude. you can't like you cannot hate on just like action just, just straight action Baseball isn't meant to be played this way. And it's funny because they they took back in the eighties and nineties, the average game used to take about two hours, thirty-ish minutes. It's just within this past like decade, fifteen years, it's gotten just out of hand. Oh why do you think that is? Just like Mm. too much too many technicalities now, like people started like thinking too much and implementing things in the game that like you know like different hand signs or if you should steal or you know because it, it's got to be structure is obviously the same so it's got to be like the pitchers or the batters something about there because how do you i mean how do you gain like 40 minutes of game time dude that's ridiculous it's a good question i <laughs> I, I mean little by little for sure i just i don't know dude like everybody wanted to I really don't know. Just everybody just taking their time, wanting to take their time. Uh, I 
I couldn't even tell you honestly. I just I really don't know. But the thing is, it it did get out of hand. Um, oh. It's funny. I catch myself watching a couple baseball games. Usually, I'll get on my phone and you know I'll wander on my phone for a little bit, and it was like, oh, two pitches have gone by. Cool. Or oh, finally, like there's an out or a hit. Now I do the same. I like. I swear, dude. It's like mental. Where like I do the same thing the same amount of time as I usually do. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, dude, it's like a whole inning. Yeah, the whole inning's inning, over. Yeah, that happened to me. By and the the is already two outs in the bottom half, and I'm like, oh crap! I'm like, what's going on here? I missed it. Yeah, dude. It's like you have to go to the restroom, you come back, and it's like a whole inning is gone. And I'm like, who who's back? baseball's back it's back baby and i'm glad the mlb did it i feel like everybody as far as like everybody in national media that was against it initially kind of against it they've come around to it Mm. um talked about how they enjoyed it i don't know if that's kind of like a you know i'm just gonna say that because this is the sport i cover so i gotta make it nice and danny act like it's the great new thing but i mean i i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot a lot more it's much more satisfying to watch um better product and yeah i mean it's just it's overall better it's just gonna make people like myself who um have a like it it taking such a strong stance in a sport that doesn't have many like historical changes like that. Um, I think that's the quickest way to get rid of a stigma about a sport. So like this idea that baseball was boring or baseball was slow, you now have an immediate response to that by saying like, no, there's actually a pitch clock. So it's like, it's more fast paced. There's more action. So the people that were withholding because of that stigma or because, you know, they just haven't like it. Cause with every sport, like, you you get involved, you get interested like in the players and the teams and like the structure of the league, like how it's going that season, the drama of it all. But like you have to get past like actually watching it. So those people that were hesitating to actually sit down and watch games on a regular basis because of that stigma, um, you know, are now in a better position. Like I'm I'm excited to actually like watch regular season baseball, like because it's not like I can sit and watch half a game and it takes me like 45 minutes. Like that's awesome. That's exactly what a, I wanted. It's not such a burden. It's like, like, I don't want to sit and like the, the thing that killed me about baseball is like sitting and watching a whole game is a fantasy to me. Like, unless it's Astros playoff, like that's like, it's a fantasy. I'm not sitting down watching a whole baseball game, especially on TV. I'm sorry. Like, and some people will look at me crazy for sitting and watching multiple hours of golf, you know, for a period of time. That's just my preference. That's fine. I will say, though, what this pitch clock does that is massive for people like me is I can sit down and catch the game, let's say, late. Oh, man, the Astros are playing. It's the bottom of the fourth. I can watch the next four or five innings in 45 minutes, like cooking dinner, sitting down, eating dinner. Like That is beautiful. Before, I would sit down and watch 30, 45 minutes. It's like two innings. So it's not even (laughs) enough for me to have like a conversation about the game with somebody the next day because like nothing happened in that 45 minutes. And if I want something to happen, I have to commit another hour and 15 hour and 20 hour 30 to get the rest of essentially what I what I 
you know, it's it's just it's efficient, man. And I like that about it. I like that I can sit down and watch half a game in 30 minutes now and not be or 45 minutes and not be, you know, stuck there like on my phone, like just you know, going through Twitter while the guy's playing with his hat and all that stuff. I get it. Like I get I get all the routines and stuff and superstitions, but come on. <laughs> I, I feel like even um even now like you can watch past that 45 minutes because it's like yeah you get you're, involved you're, you get interested you're you're, you're you're seeing what's going it's not just you know that none of the bs is coming like you know there's a pitch clock and you know you know these pitchers and hitters they're getting in there doing their thing bang 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 so you can you can actually like you know what i'm just chilling there's really nothing else on the tv this ain't too bad to watch like Whereas before, yeah. you're just like, yeah, it just overall makes it just better, um, you know. And I'm I'm happy for baseball. I'm happy that you know there's some interest there. Uh, you know, now the onus is really, I think, on a lot of the commentators and the marketing team for the MLB because they've now fixed the product to make it more appealing. But what are you going to do with the influx of new people? Like the the commentators are so fucking important dude like so important especially for people like me that i don't know any of the players or i don't know who's important or i don't know who's on a hot streak or who yada yada who's who really put in the work in the offseason like that is the commentators are what is going to need to reel people in and then the marketing because we've talked about this dude like none of the players are marketed like like they're all mark i mean aaron judge is like in mike trout and who else? I mean, Shohei Otani, sure. just because of his international fame, but like truly marketed, like Aaron Judge and and Mike Trout, honestly, like in America, that's Shohei Otani has been recently on that rise because of his international fame. Um, and I'm speaking as a layperson. They need to step that up, dude. Like you have to, you have to know your your players. And for the Astros, it's easy for us because we've won World Series recently, so it's a lot easier for the lay people here. But like if you're a I don't know Marlins fan I don't know when the last time they won but or like a, a Seattle Mariners fan is that that's probably what I meant not the Marlins the Mar because the Marlins yeah I don't know Mariners <laughs> then you need to the point is you need to like step up the marketing so like people can get attached to to players because you can only get interested in the game for so long you want to you want to gain a vested interest in your players so that's the next thing for them I think what they need to do MLB if you want to take this this is free okay i think they need to focus on marketing starting pitchers starting pitchers cuz guess what like some of my favorite starting pitchers you know like uh let's just say for ran just throwing one out there sandy alcantara pitches for the marlins if i know he's pitching like obviously he pitch, he's in a rotation he pitches once every five games so if I know he's pitching I, I want to try to catch oh I want to watch that Marlins game I want to see Sandy pitch but it's not one of those where if you're a batter comes up to hit like you know there's a lineup nine people batting so they're batting on average once every three innings so if you're into Mike Trout and you really just want to see Mike Trout hit, you can easily kind of like, oh, I saw Mike Trout hit. All right, change channel, blah, 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 whatever. 
But with a pitcher, pitcher's going to be pitching for five, six innings. And, you know, maybe even longer if they're having a good game. So that's something that's going to actually make you want to stay there and watch that team or that pitcher play. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. Hey, MLB, like I said, it's free free advice. That's that's and take it for what it is. But um let's uh let's talk about a different form of marketing. That's kind of interesting. Um I just want to say this, the congrats to the LSU Lady Tigers and Yukon men's basketball. Uh I was glued to that Iowa LSU game. I was glued to the NCA women's championship game, dude. Like, very interested. <laughs> and I caught like some of the first half of the men's, and it was a blowout. Like, I was more interested in the women's NCA basketball championship than the men's. Why the hell was the men's NCA championship at nine o'clock at night, bro? Bro, that is that is wild. But also, just because, like, dude, the storylines were so much better than the women's. This is the first time this has ever ever happened, to me at least, that I've been interested in the women's more than the men's because the storylines are better in the women's. I mean, I can actually confidently say that in the women's national team, the soccer team, like, I'm always interested in them. They're, they're a bunch of badasses. But this, this conversation is driving me nuts about right. this this real quick before girl. before you go into that conversation i'm pretty sure about to go into i want to say i think it a heavy impact on that if i'm not mistaken the women's ncaa final was on espn correct uh yes okay i think so i think that plays a huge impact because the men's is on cbs i believe yes it was on cbs so obviously us sports people, we watch ESPN. We take in a lot of ESPN, just, just not intentionally or anything, but you don't, you don't have to watch sports center for 24 seven. Like we just take in a lot of ESPN. So it only makes sense that the, e the final that ESPN was airing got a lot more, your 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 so, argument is laziness. No, I'm saying. Oh, ESPN, marketing. Yeah, and sorry. ESPN has more incentive yeah. to promote the women's final. Absolutely, yeah. Than the men's because they're not airing the men. They're not getting any money off of that. They're getting yeah. money off of that women's final, though. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to say like anything demeaning or anything i'm just no no i got you I yeah i don't think how I'm... that how that happened because you typically don't see that and yeah. then when you have a, a basketball player kind of rising through the fame like caitlin clark you know it kind of helps you out a little bit go ahead go ahead go go um so this uh this this Angel Reese, you know, can't see me ring on my finger to Caitlin Clark at the end of the game. Bro, this caught a lot of heat, dude. It's kind of interesting because like 
bro, we see this shit all the time on the men's side. But what's really okay, I'm gonna be honest here because I'm always honest on this platform. Um, what really pissed me off, dude, is like so I load up the this it's also tied to the Jill Biden thing inviting both teams to the White House. So I load up Shannon Sharp today about specifically that because that was, I guess, the video that I watched on YouTube. I made it like 10 seconds in and he's like, just because, you know, now we've got the black people, now you have to invite the whites. Or it, like he made it some racial thing. I don't think there's a racial thing at all. Like I just wanted to take that stance and say like, this is fucking badass, dude, that this girl is like, put this motherfucking ring on my finger after this girl just dropped 30 and they still beat her. That's like this LSU team, dude, bunch of dogs. I loved it. And I hate that people were like giving her slack for this because like and then the Jill Biden thing where she comments about Angel Reese comments about Jill Biden, like, you know, a joke talking about inviting both the teams. It is a fucking joke, dude. Like they won the championship. The championship team goes to the White House, not the champion and the second place team. It's never been that way. Why? That's a joke. I completely agree with her. You don't think it's a coincidence that when there's a... I don't want to get into the coincidence about if this is a race thing you're about to say. I don't want to get into those because that's all I heard. And I think it's like, I, I just, I can't imagine that everything that we do that deals with a white player and a black player is racially motivated. Like, I refuse to believe that. So I don't even want to let it enter my head. This is not just one player. This is like, I, I've kind of seen some clips over the few days of Twitter on Twitter and whatnot. I mean, this is t two totally different sides of the spectrum. I'm talking about they showed a video before the game of Iowa singing High School Musical and LSU banging some trap music, bro. Yeah, because it's I, LSU, brother. We play them in football. Like, we play them in all sports. Like, no, but like this is, I'm talking about this. I've never seen just two polar opposites on the spectrum. And like you said, the runner-up never gets to go to the White House. Never. What, what is that? Do you think roles reversed? Iowa, Caitlin Clark goes off for 500 points. Yeah, for real. Leads Iowa to, to, to victory. You think, you think Joe Biden's inviting LSU as well to the White House? I personally don't think so. But is that a race-based thing? Because then, like, the argument is she's inviting Iowa because of what? Because, like, LSU is, like, what? Like, what is that, what is that reason? Like, why, why, he, why yes if they're second and no if, you know, LSU is second? Like, what is, because people are just like, oh, it's racist. But, like, I don't, I don't see. It, it's just, right. it, it, it doesn't ever happen. And by ever, I mean it doesn't happen. But like, the runner-up never gets invited to the White House. Okay, but don't you think it's like, uh, the first thing I thought of when she said she was inviting both of them was, man, this is a great year, being positive in my head. This is a great year for women's sports. She wants, obviously, because of the superstar of the tournament, Caitlin Clark, who broke the NCAA record in points and has the highest triple-double in all of NCAA men's and women's. Like the highest stats right there. I'm messing up how to you know speed that stat, but you get what I mean. Why don't we have her because she didn't win the the face of this tournament this year and the winning team here to represent the NCAA women's because it's good publicity. People know her, things like that. I never thought that it was like a race thing. 
does it make sense? Absolutely fucking not because they didn't win. But like, am I going to assume that the reason they invited her was because she's white and they don't want the black girls in the White House? No. Like, I think that's, I think that's stupid. I, I, I don't think it's that black and white. I. Okay, well, that, like, anyway, I, that's where no. I'm confused. Is like, why is it so? And pun intended, like black I mean, and white. Like, why is it? Yeah, pun intended. That was pun unintended. But um, I I just think it's um, it's one of those uh, I don't want to call it racism, but I guess you can call it racism. But I think it's just one of those um, unintentional things, like. Uh, you, you invite, you have to invite LSU, obviously, because they won the chip, but let me invite Iowa too, because I, you know, I, I don't know how to like, I guess, correctly say this without, um, let me dilute, like, <laughs> I get what you mean. Like dilute, like dilute, I think is a decent word for like the best word that you can come up with. I think that's a good word. Like dilute. But like that's the thing is nobody can really say like this is what her intention was because it's so far-fetched on the racism side. I just am like the the first thing that comes to my head is like I said where it's like the reason they invited Iowa and she, Jill, obviously Miss Biden, Miss President, Miss whatever first lady, she does not obviously know how this works because you don't invite the losing team to the White House. This is period. I mean, but I think her intention was more so on great year for women's sports. Caitlin Clark didn't win it. We still want Caitlin Clark to be here because she's so recognizable and a great face for this tournament in this year. So let's bring them both. But like, she doesn't know. It's like, well, she didn't win, so you don't bring them both. But I just have to believe that's her intention rather than like it being because it's so far fetched on the racism side. And I guess you can also go the avenue of kind of uh, privilege. A little bit um like i said if the roles are reversed i don't think lsu is getting invited it but is be... that because of like i mean it's too it's too far-fetched to like like to say why like why wouldn't they like you would because wouldn't... by the standards that i said then no i mean they probably wouldn't i mean maybe this this Angel Reese has become like quite a character. Like the the Bayou Barbie, she calls herself. I think that's great. Like she's built herself a, a decent brand there, and I think that's great. So like by the standards that I defined, I mean technically because my argument was centered around Caitlin Clark. No, but if you're talking about promoting like the recognized or recognizable people in this tournament and celebrating it, I think it makes sense. Like I just yeah, and and also not even from a racial standpoint standpoint but from a competitive standpoint like being a competitor and whatnot and that's a big slap in the face to lsu oh yeah because like like we established no runner-ups don't get invited to the white house no that's a slap in the face why are you trying to invite iowa to the white house like we won the chip that's why kind of the first thing i say is like why aren't we good enough kind of thing you know like and and that and that's why i think like the race stuff i think it's very underlying unintentional it's 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 a lot of gray area it's not very it's not pun intended now black and so black and white we're like oh i want my white people to come to the white house too i think it's just mainly of like you know there's it's just those little things that people do no matter who you are like you just kind of unintentionally 
I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's just, it's not intentional. It's not Jill Biden in Jill, Jill's Biden head. Like, first of all, I don't know why a White House member didn't tell Jill Biden, hey, um, probably. We could spend a long time talking about that, brother. There's a lot of stuff. Especially <laughs> after the whole, like, the can't see me, the ring thing, the, like, that sparked a huge debate on Twitter. Well, and I think it just sparked, like, it makes me curious, sorry to interrupt you, but it, it gets me curious, like, if Jill Biden didn't say what she said, like, is this, because I'm reading right here on, on ESPN, LSU's Angel Reese, Iowa's Caitlin Clark, and the double standards of race and sports. Like, I'm almost kind of curious if this Jill Biden thing doesn't drop, if that narrative gets pushed, because again, I just, like, I want to see the narrative but, like, I just don't view everything through a racial lens, bro. Like, I don't look at stuff and go, oh, that's racist because she's black and, you know, she's white. Like, I just, so I'm almost curious, like, because this narrative has been, like, shoved down everybody's throat. And I just, like, it's it's just really far-fetched to me. Like, I don't, I don't see, I think this is fantastic for women's sports, bro. I'm excited to tune in next year. Caitlin Clark's coming back next year. Like, she dropped fucking 30 points, bro. That's that's like real numbers. She's like Steph Curry out there, dude, like shooting from the logo. It's legit. So I'm excited for that. Like, I don't give a fuck what color they are. It It, it is pushing narratives, but at the same time, it's something it, it exists. It's not. It does. It does. It, it, it exists and it's there. And there's some factor of that here. Mm -hmm. There is. I mean, it's not 100 percent mm -hmm. the reason, but there's a factor in that here because like this is this whole situation is just showing like just how things are predominantly done in this country you start with the the can't see me the ring on the finger you know oh classless you know you got all the yeah people, that was like, bullshit classless like whatever and then like well kate caitlin clark did the same thing and it was like i mean yes i understand it it was a little different the scenario was a little different it was a little different but I mean, it's just, it is, for me, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's not, Crash it's talk. not, it's not anything that they, they didn't do anything obscene. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of when, um, in baseball, like somebody hits a dinger, an absolute like clutch dinger or something. They do a badass bat flip or something. And the old heads are like. No, you don't do that. Yeah, exactly. You don't show up the picture. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, shut your bro. Be in the moment, bro. Like, like, yeah. That that's what makes it. That's the emotion. That's the competitive nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I just don't think it was that big of a the the fact that Caitlin Clark has really like just not made it a big deal at all. This was done to her. Yeah, bro. And like she, it goes to show, bro. It's not a big deal. And she, she, and she has said, like, you know, all credit to them. You know, she's essentially been like, they got me. Yeah, what bro. Can I say like, we lost. Kudos, yeah. kudos to them. You know, I love hope. that. And but everybody else has been all in an uproar about it. And I, I mean, I, I do compare it to the Joe Biden thing. I think this has much more of a racial like factor into it and why people are such an uproar because i mean the facts are there dude caitlin clark just not too long ago essentially did almost the same thing i know it's a little different but 
come on, like it's. I mean, she, she was getting praise, and yeah, no, it's I. I agree with you on a, like a lot of what you said. Like, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I do think there is a component that is racial. Absolutely. I just don't like seeing because I feel like we go in circles about this because what we see is like, let's say in this issue, let's just say in this issue, and this is total hypothetical that this is 10% racially motivated. Okay. Let's say like this uproar and things like that. If we just exacerbate and like zoom in on that 10%, bro, the other 90%, like we don't figure out like why, like why are we reacting this way? Like why is it, instead it's just no, this is racial. So every issue that we try and like go through, like we have a racial narrative and it's like you can never look through and actually see like, oh, it's not right. It's just competitive. Like she's like doing the ring on the finger. I thought it was great. Like this is the example I thought of. Like I just finished rewatching The Last Dance again and like in multiple episodes mj sitting there and he's like you know some some coach you know seven years ago said he couldn't defend he's like that's all i needed and like he just goes off for like 40 and we praise mj for that like and he'd find just like little things and they talked about like mentally he would just make up things that would like push him just to like just to say like you know oh you think i'm little or you think i can't do that like to push him this is literally like, and I think Pat McAfee actually touched on this, and this is why I love this take, is um, like Caitlin Clark is going to be in the gym, bro, at like 4 a.m., like just sitting there doing her drills, dribbling, bro, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 reps, just thinking about Angel Reese, just putting the putting her fingers, showing the ring and all. Because that's like, that's what you do as competitors, man. Like you just need that to push you. Like that's what we look for. And we have this great, opportunity here on the biggest stage in their sport at their level and i mean we're like trashing on it because it's racial it's like no dude this is one of those moments it's like mj that's like bro like these are the competitive things that push you it's like the fuck you kind of attitude that you need in sports dude like you're not better than me i'm gonna work harder than you kind of thing that's the competitive nature of it that i love and i just hate that when we when we have situations like this, we really, really focus on the racial narrative aspect of it. I'm all for dissecting that. I just think that like when it's not primarily racially motivated, for sure, like we can't see it as like that's definitely racist. Then like it's it's better to focus on the actual like important components and like take into account the racial components, but also like focus on the other components, right? That's that's more the narrative is what bothers me. But I agree with what you said. Yeah. I mean, it the thing is I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm like, man, I, it's more of me it's like a optimism like I guess me being naive. I'm wanting to believe the world is a better place than Yeah, man. It might actually it be, is. but when I actually like you know, see something like this happening and whatnot, it's it's just hard for me even though it's not clear, straight up racism, like, come on, there's totally a race factor in in it, and it's the 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 sides being set is based on race, and it's just hard for me to ignore that. Like, it's there, and I can understand why. It, I can understand why someone like you would be like, you know, like, no, dude, like it's, 
they're just pushing these narratives. It's like a little overboard and blah, blah, blah. But in a way, I feel like these narratives might need to be pushed. Okay, but then my next question is, like, because I'm with you, like, I agree that there needs to be awareness brought to the issue, if the issue is true, right? Because if you just are pointing at something and saying, like, this is the issue, and it turns out, like, actually, it's something else that was the direct cause of this whole scenario, then you're focusing on something that's wrong, and you're just putting wasted effort in there. And I'm all for wasted effort in the right direction, dude. Like, you know, promoting racial awareness and things like that. Like, I just, as, and this is speaking as a white person, like, honestly, this is a very, like, good question for me to ask. As a white person, should I acknowledge somebody as being black or white? Or should I just go about my business and be like, okay, you're just a person. Like, you're a good person. You're, you're very nice to me. Like, that's how I conduct my life is every day. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own backstory. They all have their own their own story. Like I let them do their thing. Like it doesn't bother me. I don't care what color you are, what's in between your legs, or who you're sleeping with. Like it doesn't bother me whatsoever. But if you're treating me like a dick, I'm not gonna like you. I don't care what I don't care about any of your physical features. But as yeah. a white person in this scenario, if the narrative needs to be pushed, because clearly white people, I think, are a majority to quote unquote blame, I guess, to like learn these lessons. Like, should I analyze somebody based on their skin color? Or should I go about treating people, I guess, the same just based on how they treat me? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's hard with this kind of situation because I think this kind of situation, it's like just, it's stigma. It's just, it's one of those things where you're, you're how you were brought up and where you were brought up, what environment mm-hmm. you grew up around, honestly, I think is what determines how you feel about what angel reese did honestly mm. like yeah that in this situation a thousand percent like you could see the people that are outraged and whatnot about it being classless and whatnot i bet you if you do a deep dive they're like white yeah most likely male um grew up in very nice area predominantly white people just not exposed. That's that's yeah. what I've learned as a white dude growing older is there's so many white people that are just not exposed to other cultures. And so mm-hmm. like as you get older, you get more cemented in your own culture and you start to get kind of like repulsed by other cultures that you're not exposed to. So that's really like kind of an interesting thing being like what I consider an open minded like white person that, you know, there's just a lot of people that have never experienced like black people in it with Cajun culture in, in New Orleans, like how they act that kind of like how we're rambunctious and extroverted and everything. I love them, dude. Like Cajun people are my favorite kind of people. LSU people, my business partner I was talking about earlier, went to LSU. I love those kinds of people, but if you're not exposed to them, then yeah, you're going to look at them and be like, that's classless. Like they don't yada yada, but it's like, yeah, like if you're, you're, bro, you ever been in New Orleans? Like <laughs> you're like a Gen X from boston yeah exactly boston like obviously us like we're pretty close to louisiana we have enough people in flux in houston you know that are you know occasion people so we come across that pretty often whereas in if you're from somewhere up north you really you don't see that you don't know that and um i think i think that's where this comes in and that's why I think it does need to kind of be pushed a little bit, just not for the sake of like just argument, but people 
growing up, the kids growing up now that might be growing up in that, you know, sheltered neighborhood where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like them. They, you know, now there's social media and stuff. They could see stuff like this and they could kind of, in a way, get some exposure um, Mm -hmm. outside of their bubble, like how people the different kinds of people, the different kind of cultures, the different kind, like just all, all that, all those things that come with, uh, you know, having an open mind and not being so judgmental. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. It's really like um, judgmental is really like what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it it's just, it's one of those things that it was, Angel Reese spark just one hell of a hot. I I love it though because it. I mean, the next question we could go forever on this, and we don't need to. But the next question would be, okay, if you know exposure is really what I believe the issue is with people being frustrated with this is because they're just not like understanding that like everybody kind of acts differently. Everybody has different like standards. Everybody carries himself differently. Some people are going to be more extroverted, more you know, put themselves in the spotlight like Angel Reese. Like, you know, not every player is going to do those kind of like taunting, talking shit. Like, not every player is a shit talker. So, like, my push is more like the narrative to be like, okay, like, these people are from New Orleans. Like, this is kind of like the culture. You know, this is what they... So, if you're from, I don't know, Iowa or, like, Idaho or wherever a boring state is. Sorry if I'm insulting you, but like a boring state. New Orleans is not a boring place. Louisiana is not a boring state. That's for sure. So that's, I I just think more the emphasis on that than like, because I feel like we put a spotlight and it's like, this is racist. And so if you like put a spotlight on it and then there's this kid that you're talking about in Boston who's a Gen X kid or Gen Z kid. And he's reading this, and he's like, oh, that's racism. Now he's, like, coached to think when he sees a black and a white person disagree about something or do something similar to this, that's racism. Not, oh, those are two people, and they're just different. Like, because if you get a New Yorkian, New Yorkian, New Yorker, New Yorker, and a Houstonian together, bruh, bruh. If you get a West Texas male in a New York male, same color, age, and you put them in the same room, bro, bro, just just, just bring up anything and watch them argue, man. It's just a difference in culture, man. But that's that's kind of the next step. We don't have to talk about this anymore, but like that's the next thing I, I propose is like, okay, now that kid that's reading that views that as racism instead of viewing it as like, oh, they're just different. They use it more as like a subject than people, and that's my problem. I will say, uh, I haven't seen the exact word racist or racism be thrown out there. Um, I guess I think the best word that I've seen that's been described is double standard. And which is true. It's, I can agree with that. It's a double standard because of the race. And so I, I will say, I haven't seen anything about now the whole Joe Biden thing. I think that's a little bit can classify a little bit more under the racist, I guess, or racism or unintentional racism. Yeah. Unintentional racism, I guess it was yeah, just like, just 
you know you gotta and, think i mean like i'm one of those people like you it's like not everybody's a bad person man like the the first lady of the fucking united states of america is not gonna come out after the most successful ncaa women's women's basketball tournament and say something racist like it's, it's like not not on purpose like she obviously was intending for something else it unintentionally was perceived as racism you got to believe that she's not that stupid like you got to believe that right well i feel like when we can agree that she did not intentionally say that based on race right like that was not like her well, thought in why, her head that's why it's unintentional like it's just like i think and i think that was one of the main things when kind of Trump came came around into office and stuff like a lot of a lot of that got spotlighted like the people yeah. that didn't know they were like they didn't they never thought of themselves as racist they probably weren't intentionally racist but you do have those stigmas those double standards you do have yeah. like you know the actions i mean your actions and what you do it's like, yo, you're you're actually kind of racist, low key, and um, I think Joe Biden. Honestly, I think anybody in that generation. There, there's a high likely if you're Caucasian, that old boomer generation. I'm, you're probably most likely racist. Like, at least I mean, a little bit, definitely. It, it, like, like, yeah, you, definitely. You literally grew up in the civil rights era and you know, the whole segregation and everything. I'm a, I'm a believer of people can change, but I, I definitely agree with you that like there is, I mean, just naturally because of where the, like when they grew up, I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just one, it's just one of those things that, you know, I, I do think it'll get better as like our generation gets older and then Gen Z gets older I believe it will get better because everybody is more cultured and more, you know, exposed because of the internet and social media and whatnot. And it's easy to see now, like, man, this is fucked up. Like, you know, instead of being told what your parents tell you and that's like glued, etched in your mind and that's truth and that's the Bible, now you can actually even as a kid, kind of just go online and gather your own thoughts, your own opinions, and how you feel about things um, for now. But I feel like it's going to go back. Yeah, it went back real quick. Well, two fans, thanks to technical difficulties, you get to exit with the man me um y'all know where to check us out at at slice apples pod on twitter at slice apples podcast everywhere else i believe um i'm pretty sure that's how it goes uh <laughs> sliced apples pod on twitter at Slice Apples Podcast on everywhere else. Um, and we will see you next time.